Let us pray. Mighty God, the shepherds of old were full of your praises, saying that all they had heard and seen was mirrored by what they had been told. Move among us now with your Holy Spirit, that we too might hear and experience the wonder and joy of the living word as we seek to welcome the written word into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Old Testament reading comes from Isaiah chapter 52, verses 7 through 10. Listen for the word of the Lord. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen. Your sentinels lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy, for in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth. Shout together for joy, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning and Merry Christmas. The New Testament reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Listen for the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, this morning use me as your vessel to speak your truth. Be with all of us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Now let our hearts be acceptable, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, 
our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus, the Son of God? Many of us know of Jesus, but how many of us really know Jesus for ourselves? Many uh, today, uh, Christmas Day, will celebrate the birth of Jesus. Many will celebrate by sharing gifts with one another. Children will celebrate by opening and playing with toys beneath the Christmas tree. Families will gather, giving thanks and breaking bread together with great fellowship. It is a time of celebration, a time to remember the newborn king. But there will be some in all of today's celebration and togetherness who will completely forget about the real reason for this season. They will be fixated on the gifts they have received or the gifts they anticipated but did not receive. Some will be frustrated and frazzled over dinner preparations and place settings and seating arrangements around the dinner table. Still others will hold grudges, not show up for the family dinner or show up to the family dinner and cause a scene. Of course, we can't relate to any of that because we know Jesus, right? Today's sermon is Jesus, the true light. This passage, John 1, 1 through 14, is a difficult passage. So please bear with me as I navigate the text. Jesus is the true light of the world. He came to shine his light on the world, but not everyone received the light. The scripture testifies to that fact. He was in the world and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own and his own people did not accept him. And it is the same today. Jesus, Emmanuel, is here with us today. He is, and his light shines through the many here in the Christian community who spread the gospel by word and deed and prayers for others, by teaching Bible study in shelters, uh, feeding the homeless and those in need, and in their support of those warring countries, in their helping the sick. He is with us. If each of us takes a moment to look around, we will see the endless evidence of Jesus' light in the world. Yet there are some, some that still do not know him or accept him, Jesus, the true light. Christmas season is the evidence of some who do not know or accept Jesus as the true life. Beginning with Black Friday and the frenzy that ensues right up to the very last minute on Christmas Eve is evidence of the absence of knowledge and acceptance of Jesus. When you look at the snapshot back from Black Friday to Christmas, it's a wonder that many of us know Jesus. During 
the time, this time period between the end of November and December 24th, generally speaking, where would people learn about Jesus save Sunday? We are inundated with so-called Christmas sales and other things masquerading as Christmas. It is a wonder that anyone knows Jesus during this time of year. Let's face it, if aliens came down from outer space during the Christmas holiday season, they might think anything but Jesus is the meaning of Christmas. But today, the Gospel of John tells us otherwise. However, the Gospel of John does not begin the story of Jesus like the other Gospels. The Gospel according to Matthew begins the story of Jesus with the genealogy of Jesus, while the Gospel of Mark starts with the voice, the voice of one, John the Baptist, calling for people to prepare a way for the Lord. Unlike Luke, in the Gospel of John, there is no angel or manger. There are no shepherds. There are no heavenly hosts with angels singing glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill to men. In the Gospel of John, there are none of the familiar passages we often hear about the birth of Jesus during Christmas time. No. John does not start the story of Jesus with John the Baptist's announcement in the desert or his birth in the manger or even with a record of his ancestry dating back to Father Abraham. Instead, the Gospel of John starts the story of Jesus at the beginning. In the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. Whoo, John. Set a mouthful in the first five verses of this passage, and he covered a lot of territory. John went all the way back to Genesis. In the beginning, Genesis tells us that with the word, which, was the, gospel, which the gospel of John says, was with God and was God, the heavens and the earth and everything in them were created. Word. Logos in the Greek language is the best way of speaking about the creative plan of God that governs the world. This passage in John illustrates the connection between the word in creation in the book of Genesis and the word in human history in the gospel of John. The word encompasses word and deed that fits well with the image of logos in John's passage. Logos, a masculine noun, reflects the historical reality of the incarnation. Logos, a term familiar to both Greeks and Jews, which was the context of this time period. What John is telling us in verses 1 through 5 is that Jesus was there at the very beginning, 
The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. What has, become, what has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. Somebody say, Jesus is life and the light. In these five verses of John chapter 1, he shows us the word that was with God, who created all things in the heavens and in the earth, that he begins to reveal the humanity of the word. Logos, God incarnate, my goodness. I had to read and reread this passage slowly to get the full meaning of what John was saying. He was saying Jesus' story starts at the beginning. The Gospel of John helps us to make the connection in verses 6 and 9 by telling us that God sent a man named John as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. Unlike the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the Gospel of John does not identify the witness to the light as John the Baptist. However, the Gospel of John makes it clear that John, the witness to the light, is not the true light. The fourth Gospel wanted the readers to hear this passage as an allusion to the Incarnation. The witness of John belongs to the story of Jesus. As the light enters the world, the focus shifts from eternal word to historical. At last night's Christmas Eve worship service, we lit the Christ candle, remembering the birth of Jesus, the light of the world. We were reminded of the hope and the peace we find in Jesus and why our Christmas customs have meaning as we gather together in expressions of love for one another just as God loves us. We ended the Christmas Eve service by lighting our own candles, symbolic of our witness to the world so that all might believe in Jesus, the true light. And yet, as we continue in the Gospel of John, verse 10 and following, he came into the world, yet the world he created did not know him, and his own people did not accept him. The world's response to the word is explicitly recounted as a drama of rejection and acceptance. We see it in the countless stories in the Bible, how God's people reject him in the desert, and worship false idols, and how they rejected Jesus and sent him to die on the cross. Human beings, mortals, are given a chance for life that depends on faith. But thanks be to God, we end with hope and promise in this passage because all who receive him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of as a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Verse 14 
is a revelation and a confession rolled up in one. The word, logos, the same word in verse 1, now in verse 14, has become flesh, has become human, Jesus, and lived among us. What a revelation. And we confess that we have seen his glory full of grace and truth. This passage in the Gospel of John reflects the wonder and mystery of the Incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a, a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Brothers and sisters, on this Christmas day, God wants us to know Jesus, the true light, was with us from the very beginning and continues to be with us today and always. So what do we do with this? What does it mean for the church today? This means the single most important thing is that Jesus came into the world to save his people from their sins. From the beginning, our triune God's intentions for us was always for the good. But the Bible tells us we were born into sin and in need of a savior. So Jesus came to shine the light upon us so we might see the way, the truth, and the life through him. Jesus came to enlighten or to give us knowledge to the whole world. This means that Jesus came to enlighten you and me. It doesn't matter who you are or what your background, what background you come from. You might be educated or uneducated. Jesus came to give us the knowledge of God and eternal life. Many of, of the most spiritually enlightened Christians have been ordinary people. This was true, in fact, of most of the disciples. Jesus took a fisherman, such as the Apostle John, and shined his light into his mind and his heart. The Bible was written by ordinary people to enlighten other ordinary people. But Jesus also came to enlighten the educated and the refined like Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He came to see Jesus, Nicodemus, a, a member of scholarly elite. Yet, for all his intelligence and learning, he needed to be taught by Jesus. Jesus said to this great intellectual, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This meant that until Jesus has spiritually enlightened Nicodemus through the word, he would, he would remain ignorant to the things of God. Likewise, all of us must come to Jesus, believe in his word, and receive his light into our minds and our hearts. Second, because Jesus was here from the beginning and became flesh and lived among us, we have a choice to make. We either accept or reject him. We either accept or reject Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It is a tragedy when we reject Jesus. When we reject Jesus, we cut off ourselves from God's grace and mercy. 
We live for ourselves and not for the triune God. And we live for ourselves, when we live for ourselves, we miss the blessing of salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ. It is a great loss to God and to God's people to lose any of God's good creation. Finally, accepting Jesus means we have the greatest privilege of all, to become children of God. As God's children, we are constantly under God's love and care. We have the privilege of being heirs to the eternal life, and we have access to God through prayer, always. And with great privilege comes great responsibility. As children of God, we are called to love God and neighbor as ourselves and to pray for one another without ceasing. Brothers and sisters, Remember that the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen the glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and mercy, full of grace and truth. This Christmas day, let us celebrate the coming of Jesus, the true light to all people. Amen.